1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Let's get out to the Smart Rain guest line. It's no mystery that Utah is in an extreme drought. That's why Smart Rain is the solution for any commercial property concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation smartly. Find out more at smartrain.net. He is from CBSSports.com. He's one of the best college football voices and writers in the nation. Happy to steal a few minutes of his time today. Dennis Dodd with us on the big show. And Dennis, we'll, uh, we'll forego the pleasantries this week. Hope you are well. But let's jump right in to this BYU Big 12. All this chatter has obviously our market in a, up in a frenzy. What are you hearing? What are you reading? What have you learned about BYU possibly joining the Big 12? Nothing more than I did five years ago when we went through this exercise. Um, I suppose BYU, there's more leverage, shall we call it, on BYU's side now that, um, you know, there was no interest when we went through that much, you know, waste of time five years ago when BYU's name was mentioned for the Big 12 to expand. But um, I've got to think they're they're a pretty uh, um, enticing prospect this time. The, The Big 12 needs bodies and the BYU's is a big, as big a brand as out there right now. Along that line, do you think the tables have completely turned around to where BYU can kind of play the Big 12 a little bit here, uh, like the Big 12 did to BYU? Well, the I think we have to answer a couple of questions first um, about BYU, the Sunday thing, and then what truly scuttled their candidacy the last time was was the letter from the uh, 25 groups, uh, LBGQT groups, um, urging the Big 12 not to expand um, because of uh, perceived slights uh, at the campus. So I think that question has to be answered. I know in the past, EYU has said it is very inclusive, and you know that, that's how the, the rebuttal came right away. But I think those two questions have to be asked. Could it be just a football-only thing? Um, or just football and basketball. I don't know. Um, you know, that way you get around the Sunday thing because, you know, if you're not going to play on Sunday, there's a lot of soccer games and volleyball games played on Sunday. So those things have – but but look, if, if the Big 12 is in less of a uh, position to be picky this time uh, because, again, they need bodies. How dire is it for the Big 12's survival that they – start adding teams, and uh, you mentioned BYU is the biggest brand available. Is BYU enough to keep the Big 12 at a Power 5 level of things? Uh, in my opinion, no. I think I think once the alliance was announced this week, that pretty much um, you know ended any speculation about that going forward because they did not call the Big 12 to be in the alliance. I think we all know the reasons, but they would not articulate those reasons. But that told me that, you know, the Big 12 is not worth, doesn't have enough worth in that non-conference partnership to uh, to form any meaningful non-conference inventory. So, no, I think it's, for lack of a better term, it's just a de facto power four now. Now, what, you know, what form is that going to take in the future? Certainly less uh you know, media rights money for the Big 12 schools, they're averaging $37 million a year at the moment and will for the next four years if they stay together. Um, but, you know, for schools, for schools, you know, going to those conferences, going to the Big 12, uh, it might be a, a boost. Um, even though the Big 12 lost 50% of its value at least when Texas and Oklahoma left. 
uh, that could be enough. That'd be very enticing for some schools to be in. I saw another report today that quoted a Big 12 source as saying BYU was not uh, voted into the Big 12 last time around, not just because of their policies, but really because Texas and Oklahoma didn't want them in the conference. And now Texas and Oklahoma are you know leaving. What do you think the true story is, Dennis? Is it that Texas and Oklahoma were putting the block on BYU and expansion? Or was it the questions that people have about BYU's LGBTQ plus policies and the way they handle themselves in that way? Well, you have to understand, they didn't admit anybody. So, I, you know, I think we, we can parse the reasons. I don't think it matters right now. You know, t- did Texas not want Houston because that would do nothing but take away their ability to recruit in Texas? You know, Cincinnati didn't add enough. Uh, you know, did did UCF? But now again, all those schools look very enticing because they can add value to a you know a diminished Big Twelve. I don't think there was one, there was one reason. I think it was almost a folly. If you remember, this was a uh, agenda item for David Bourne, the former uh, Oklahoma president. He drove this thing uh, by himself, basically, and got the Big 12 to do this exploration. And the Big 12, to its credit, uh, back then did not exercise a clause in the contract that would have netted it a billion more dollars in the deal had they admitted any four schools. It didn't matter. Um, BYU, whoever. And I think it's a show of good faith towards ESPN, which now looks, you know, not rewarded, they chose not to do that. They could have. They could have gone for the big payday, but didn't. Um, so I, I don't know what the reasons were at the time, but they, they don't matter now, as I said. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned the four letters there, ESPN. That's one of BYU's pros about being independent is that relationship with ESPN, and uh, they get to go play whoever they want whenever they can get them scheduled. The bigger names, the better, BYU has always said. What is the draw to BYU now to leave independence and join the Big 12? Uh, they have better access to um, the playoffs, for one thing. Uh you know, on the surface, the, the proposed 12-team playoff, you know, whatever it ends up as, sure. I don't know. Uh, the, the best in, independent, Notre Dame, was very in favor of it because it made it very easy for Notre Dame to make it top 12, uh, you know, they're in. Um, or, or, or basically top 12, I shouldn't say that, because as proposed, it'd be the top six conference champions and then um, the next six at large. So, if if Notre Dame was on or around 12, they would get in. And that's the best access they've ever had since the BCS started in 1998. Notre Dame is closer to the top 12 than BYU right now. So, um, And I think, again, as proposed, if it is truly a power four, then that's four conference champions. And are they going to leave two conference champion slots for the group of five? Uh and so if the Big 12 is in that, whether they are or not, whether they remain in the Power Five, that's great for BYU. You know, that's even better access than remaining an independent. Let's talk a little bit about the Pac-12, ACC, and Big Ten alliance before we let you go, Dennis. Uh, we all, I'm sure you were part of that, watching that press conference and, and asking questions and we, I've heard people around this market call it a nothing burger. I think there was yeah, things said there. Yeah, exactly what I called it. Yeah. <laughs> it, was a, it was a big waste of time in a lot of regards. What does, it, what does it really mean? Is it just posturing, or is there something of merit there? 
It's posturing. Yeah. It's, it's telling that, that it is acting on the perception that the SEC is moving too quickly and too powerfully to dominate college athletics. And I'm not, I'm not sitting here telling you that they are. I'm telling you that's definitely the perception of a lot of people in college athletics. And I think it was articulated by those three. Um, I will tell you that people in the SEC don't understand that. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're uh, in fact, uh, Craig Sankey's reply was, I think on a radio interview this week, he said, you know, who among these other schools would not have taken that call and, in fact, admitted Texas and Oklahoma? He's right. He's absolutely right. But none of them are the SEC that now have the biggest, best brands all under one tenth. Um, and that's very valuable to networks. You know, where the, the reason for keeping um, the Big 12 together, Texas and Oklahoma, now bolsters the SEC and makes it even more powerful. All right, last question, and we'll start. We'll finish where we began. Uh, you said you're about where you are five years ago on this BYU Big 12 talk. What do you think the result is this time around, and why? Well, there's a, there's now a, a subcommittee studying expansion in the Big 12. Uh, it, uh, all those schools we mentioned are possibilities. Um, you know, the, I, and I mentioned what the possible hurdles are. BYU add another travel. I don't know. But, again, the Big 12 can't be as choosy, and they have to be very careful the way they step in the next four years because if they try to do this within the current contract, then that might give Texas and Oklahoma an excuse to challenge the grant of rights and the exit fee. I don't know the exact language in the contract, but I'm just guessing. Uh, There's a lot of people in the Big 12 that think Texas and Oklahoma are going to do anything they can to get out early before four years. So, and it, so indeed they do stay four years. We're talking about something that probably couldn't be announced for a while. Um, again, not to give Texas and Oklahoma any kind of excuse. So I know UCF has been very aggressive uh, among the power five. And um, I don't know if they've called the big 12 directly. I know they've talked to the big 10 uh, and indirectly with the ACC. Uh, and, I, and, I, and I know schools within the Big 12, the existing Big 12, that have talked to other leagues. So, you know, that, that's assuming the Big 12 stays together. So, I, you know, at the end of the day, BYU has as much chance as anybody else. I don't, I don't think they've narrowed it down yet. Dennis, you're really good at your job. That means I bug you all the time, and <laughs> you're kind enough to carve out a few minutes today. Thank you so much. No worries. Thanks so much.